Hi, this is Joe Jacobson at Wickham Wanderers, and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to the latest edition of The Wick. I nearly forgot to speak then. <laughs> I always wonder with Joe Jacobson, does he really hate the franchise too? I will ask him that one day when I get to interview him. Does he what, sorry? You don't know what I'm on about, do you? Because you're, you're, you're not a regular attendee at Adams Park because you're normally um, ready to read the football results. So the end of JJ's chant goes, and he hates the franchise too. Oh, OK. Which, if you've met Joe Jacobson, he's the nicest man in football, so I don't really think that's true. He probably doesn't hate I think it's I think it's a bit of poetic licence on the, the, the part of the people who chant it. Thank but you anyway, for explaining that. There you are. I didn't get Ed Ball's day either. No! I'm surprised you didn't know about Ed Ball's Day. <laughs> Happy Ed Ball's Day to everyone listening around the world. Coming up on the Wicked Wanderer Show, the ways I didn't think the show would start. <laughs> Number 1,271. Uh, we'll hear from Wicked Wanderer's manager Gareth Ainsworth, as you'd expect, uh, post Sheffield Wednesday. We'll hear from Sam Bokes. We'll hear from Matt Bloomfield. We'll hear from uh, a presentation with a difference as well to oh, Dave yes. Stockdale, yes. who won a, a unique award. He did, yes, and we will also be mentioning uh, the awards that were uh, given out today by the official Wickham Wanderers Supporters Association and the Wickham Wanderers Independent Supporters Club. Excellent. I, I always like the fact that there's two and that they haven't actually merged. You wonder if there's any pressure from anyone, like, oh, well, why don't we just sort of merge and make one? But no, there's still two independent supporters clubs, uh, and they've been up to the training ground today to give the awards out uh, for Player of the Season and Young Player of the Season. One very much independent of the other. Yeah, indeed, yes. <laughs> Uh, also, we'll be catching up with a uh, member of the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association, Michael Knox, uh, who uh, you might know as a former Bucks Free Press sports editor uh, from the late 70s to the early 80s. We'll be looking with him at how far the club has come. Does that mean that one day we might actually be able to be members of the Ex-Players Association as well? Possibly. Well, that would be exciting, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Very much looking forward to that. Uh, also, we'll hear from the uh, uh, head of the Wickham Wanderers uh, Sports and Education Trust, who's uh, taking some considerable uh, cycling distance uh, under his cycling belt. Is there a cycling belt? I think? Where, when is he, he's, he leaving leaving for Burton? Uh, tonight, I thought. Is it tomorrow? Is tomorrow. It? Word has just reached me. Tomorrow. You see, I'm, I'm so, you know, because because I, I would have sort of like assumed that would maybe take a week or something like that. So I'm impressed that he's leaving sort of, you know, so, so soon, considering that the game is half past 12 on Saturday. Well, you're here in the chat, but I think he's anticipating it taking 14 hours. Okay. Whereas, yes, you know, it would take you and I... Considerably longer. Indeed. So you were out to the game, obviously, on... on I was. I say, obviously, you wouldn't have missed it, would you? No, no, definitely not. You uh, were part of the 9,005. I was, yes. I was, I was uh, number 9,003, apparently. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and I was very near the 100-plus uh, uh, Spanish visitors uh, who made such a fantastic noise um, and, and just throughout the whole game uh, ensured that there was a, a brilliant atmosphere. It was a great idea as well, seating them down towards the terrace um, because the, the sort of the, 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 the terrace fed off their chanting and then they fed off the terrace chanting and so it meant that actually you basically had a wall of noise for the whole 90 minutes uh, which I don't think I can really ever remember at Adams Park you know even in some of the really really crucial games uh, it was very very impressive uh, and fantastic and I, I'm sure probably helped uh, ensure that we got all three points because goodness me it wasn't an easy game Every club should have a Spanish contingent that turns <laughs> up in the last game of the season well, About every game of the season <laughs> Ideally You know could we could we find a bit of cash to maybe you know maybe instead of having some fireworks could we just bring over the Spaniards every every the game? Carbon footprint wouldn't be great. Though, <laughs> well, would. no, no, okay, that's true. It wouldn't. 
How would you sum up the game? Um, I would sum it up as a fantastic win and one that, for bits of the first half, didn't really look at all lightly. Sheffield Wednesday were very good um, and were quite dominant during the first half. And I was very much sitting there thinking if we manage to get in at nil-nil, then that, that will be uh, some achievement. Uh, it was a lot more even in the second half, to be honest. Um, and eventually we got the breakthrough. Um, a, a lot of it down to Daryl Horgan. Um, but he, he passed the ball uh, very unselfishly to Jordan Abita, who, who made sure that he he finished um and and we we saw it out uh even though it was very very nervous and goodness me we could have done without seven minutes of added on time and it was one of those again that you did feel a little bit like we said about about the afc wimbledon game that that had the 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 time wasting been the other way around it probably would have been about four minutes but of course because it's us it's it's then seven minutes so those seven minutes oh they they, they took a good couple of days to go yeah uh, to go past but but yes but we, we you know we we did the job that we had to do we won the game let's get the thoughts of the manager speaking to phil afterwards nothing more than we deserve you know after we rolled the first half like we did i told the boys at half time i wanted to tell them how to play the first half there but I thought, what's the point in that? Because we're now in the second half. You've got to tell them how to win the second half. And, and I think that, that riding the storm in that first half was really important. And it was it was really a game of two halves. The wind played a huge factor today, you know. We couldn't really get past the uh, the Sheffield Wednesday defence first half. But second half, I knew we'd have chances. I knew we'd create because uh, the conditions, you know, it's hard. And we put a full press on them second half so they couldn't get behind us. And Chris Farino and Tafazola had to win their headers, which they did. They, they You know, we, we really stepped on them. And, uh, I mean, it's a brilliant goal to score. I think my, my son will call it a sweaty goal, I think. Uh, that's what they call it on FIFA now. So, um, But uh, it was a brilliant run from Hoggs and, and, and a awareness that he's got, you know, what a great assist and Jordan Abita you know the, the goal scorer but um, I thought we uh, we edged it but it could have been a draw easily you know Sheffield have come and they're a championship side every player is championship calibre in their team so that makes that result so sweet for us um, tough tough game today and uh, you know the table is absolutely mental I can't believe we're on 80 points and we are where we are um, what a mental league this is but I'm um, really proud I said judges after 46 you can start judging after 45 if you want because 80 points is phenomenal in this division but we need that three points next Saturday to uh, to stay in these playoffs and, and we want to finish in the playoffs we want to do it for the fans you know there's some tough games coming up in other fixtures elsewhere if, if we don't get in on 83 points then I don't know what more we, we had to do 84 obviously but uh it's been a, a great season and a brilliant end. The fans were fantastic. The place was full. That's what we can do when this place is rocking. So thank you to everyone who got behind us today. In a game that was just incredibly frenetic, fast-paced, the calmness of Wickham's goal will, will really please you with the quality of the attacking yeah. play. The, the, that's what my message at half-time was. Can we get on the ball a little bit more? I thought first half, we tried to go a little bit long when it was on to play. Listen, people bill us as direct. People bill us as physical. Darren Moore's picked the biggest team he possibly could today. I saw that. Um, and, and they've tried to step up and gone against us. But there's other ways to win that game. That You know, one of the smallest players on the pitch has got through and, and squared a fantastic ball. Um, we needed to really weather that storm first half because we weren't getting out. But second half, some real good composure, some real good moments on the ball. Um you know this place is developing and we're growing as a football club we've changed our style even though everyone tells me we haven't um, we have and uh, and we we need to keep progressing because it's a fantastic place to be and, and you know with the Keurigs in charge there's only one way for this football club and it's up 
Well, enjoy this week if you can, and we'll speak later in the week ahead of Burton. Can't wait, Phil. Let me calm down. I'm meant to be singing tonight at a party, but maybe there'll be a bit of, uh, I don't know, ACDC with this hoarseness, you know, that's all I can manage. But no, brilliant. Thank you to everyone who's, uh, who's supported us, everyone who's got behind us today and all through the season at home at Adams Park. We're going to need a big travelling contingent on the way to Burton. We're going to need you up there. Like I say, that a little bit of slice of luck might just get us over the line. Still got a job to do. Gareth's voice uh, really being tested this week, as you'll hear later on in the... (laughs) And he's he's got what he wanted as well, because the Burton game, of course, has sold out. So if you were planning on going to Burton on Saturday and you haven't got a ticket, then sorry, you'll you'll have to stay at home, follow it at home. Uh, Sam Vokes also spoke to Phil after the game. It was a tough afternoon. Um, Feelings when a whistle went were more of relief, I think, as everyone else thought around the ground. But I thought the boys were brilliant. Um, Like I say, it probably wasn't our greatest performance this year, but... We, um, we made it hard for them coming in. Um, fans are brilliant. Look, they're still in there now singing behind me. So the uh, fans are brilliant. And hopefully we've got a lot more to play for this year. You were heavily involved in the goal as well, the flick down to Daryl Horgan. Yeah. I was saying to Gareth just now in our interview, in a frenetic game, the goal looked very calm and well worked. I think it was. And sometimes in those frenetic games, like you say, it takes that one bit of quality to, uh, to break a team down. And Daryl did brilliant to run off, off my flick on and to... Uh, the composure. I don't know if I've quite got that composure in me. I was probably shooting in that position, but to do that in that uh, heated moment to find Jordan was amazing. And uh, like I say, it takes that bit of quality to win a game sometimes. Are you aware, as players, even on the bench and, the, and everyone connected to the club, are you aware of what's going on around the country with the other games at the same time? No, not at all. Um, although we might need it next weekend, by the sounds of things. So, um, no, look, we, 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 it's always been about us looking after our own job and to get three points today was massive um, and going into next week yeah it could be even bigger I think it felt like a cup tie during yeah. the, during in the build up to the game during the game it yeah. was almost a playoff quarter final for Wickham and a vital yeah. win uh, is that a different sense of mentality for you as a player when you think this is a league game but actually we've just got to win this one yeah I think we knew going into it how big it was um, and that we needed to win it uh, no matter what happens elsewhere and we did that we got the job done um, and on to the next one it's a huge one next week of course they're no easy team um, they got a result last week against Rotherham I think it was so it's going to be another tough game but we'll enjoy today and, and look forward to that next week is it a case of just get the three points why about anyone else after that and see what happens exactly that yeah yeah, exactly that and uh, it's going to be a tough game next week but one we're, uh, we're looking forward to and I think it's uh, 10 or 11 unbeaten now so we couldn't be hitting form at a better time um, going into that and hopefully a few more games after that still quite breezy at Adams Park there it was, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> More wins to come as well. And, yeah, he's not wrong either. Uh, Burton did beat Rotherham 2-0 uh, uh, on the 19th of April. Ooh. But then they lost to Doncaster 2-0. So yeah, it's not, very it, it, down, Exactly, very, very unpredictable. Uh, Bob will give you some details about some uh, awards which have been handed out. Uh, but first... Uh, a, 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 a <laughs> the most important <laughs> award of all. <laughs> Pre-kick-off on, um, <laughs> on Saturday with uh, Rob Show live from the ground. Uh, I don't think this really needs explaining, does it? Because this, this will explain it all. Uh, David Stockdale um, was. <laughs> I, I trust you and your editing skills. Was spoken to. It's only a karaoke. You can do karaoke if you want to. No, how are you? All good? I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, we have a little present for you. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a nice present. No, it's a oh, nice, nice present. Yeah. yeah, we don't do nasty presents here. We have a little gift for you. Because I don't know if you saw on Twitter, uh, but we have named you after your very funny advert that you've done us. <laughs> we have named you best chairboys advert. 2021 to 2022. Oh, yeah. And also, I heard this might be a favourite of yours. Can I do this before the game? Uh, (laughs) Well, up to you, but but don't tell Gareth. I'll have to go for (laughs) you. 
Um, but oh, also, drop it, yeah. but thank you as well for your support for for the Wickham Sound as well no, this no year. No worries. So big thank you. Well, at least I've won something this year. <laughs> you can go into the you can go into the changing room now and go look. You know, we I might won. stick it up. You know. Yeah, I think you should. I might be a reminder. Yeah. Shame we've done all our votes to play at season. Oh, you could have got pure extra votes. But then for next season, competition now to to win it again next year. I don't think anyone come close. No, I don't think they will be. No, I think there's a lot of very stiff voices, isn't there? You were the only person that ad libs. Yeah, yeah. There's no like Yorkshire twang about it. No, not many that can get that. You were the only person that made me laugh while we're recording them. So that was one of the key crucial parts of recording it. I don't know if that's good or bad. Oh no, it was very kind of live you leave with that comment. Oh, we'll play it in a second just to embarrass you properly. Yeah. Bing bong. Calling the people of High Wycombe, it's David Stockdale, number 13, here from Wycombe Wanderers. Not sure what to do this Saturday? Get yourself down to Adams Park. We continue our League One campaign. Bring your chanting ear game, help us get all three points. Tickets are now available at tickets.wwfc.com. See you there. The bar has been set. It really has. It was the way that he read it and made it sound like he was reading it, which I think is quite a skill, actually. Mm. Well done. Yes. Congratulations, Stocko. We were very impressed. We look forward to next season. We do. <laughs> we really do, yes. <laughs> Much to look forward Please to. Please don't go anywhere else, because we'll be very disappointed if you do. Uh, Luke also got some uh, fantastic uh, post-match interviews as well. Uh, we'll hear from David Stockdale in a few moments' time. But first team coach, I believe we call him now, uh, Matt Broomfield, uh, spoke to uh, Luke afterwards as well. I thought the boys were magnificent. Um, slightly against the wind. Uh, it was a little bit of a wind first half. And um, I, I reckon, that, um, in my view, that Sheffield Wednesday were maybe slightly more in the ascendancy. But we saw that through and got to half-time. We knew that um, the game would change second half. And I thought the, um, the mentality of the boys and the intensity and the resilience that they showed to keep going second half um, and the quality of the goal was brilliant and I think it just summed up our season really the way boys dug in for each other and we were a real team out there and they um, they saw it through so big three points for us you've been here for a long time what did it feel for you to have you know a nearly I'm not allowed Pete's told me off recording it a full but nearly full Adams Park yeah it was incredible it's just so so special to see this ground full you know when we have these days and everyone turns up and um, you know everyone with the grounds like like you say near on full there's not a spare seat in the house and um, it's, it was absolutely rocking today and it's just so good to see to see so many Wickham fans in this stadium and that's providing days like today for everybody so you know people missed out on so much during Covid in the last couple of years so to be able to enjoy days like today is um, truly special because it, that's what the sport's all about it's making memories and um, you know those relationships you build along the way so hopefully people have made some, some big memories today and we're looking forward to hopefully um, you know we've got to go to Burton next week and try and get another result as I say a big week ahead it's a really big week ahead you know we've got, we've got to enjoy it today of course we have because um, it's all about the supporters and letting them enjoy the last home league game of the season but um, we've got to prepare now and, and get our minds straight on Burton next week and, and get ready to put in another performance because that's what we need We spoke before the game you yeah. said just another day at the office yeah. what a day at the office Yeah great day but uh, same outcome yeah. that's what we want another, another four of them Big week ahead it must be amazing to see the 9,000 fans that were here today Yeah it's amazing and you've still got 100 odd Spanish fans that have come <laughs> over it just shows you what, what we can do at this club and the people that we can reach and Yeah, it really does. Uh, a big week ahead. Uh, what are your thoughts going into to next weekend now that three points are here today? Uh, rest yeah. and win. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Another day at the office is the same. 
And they were both <laughs> unfortunately blown away after <laughs> and rescued from the woodlands. I'm sure everyone who was there on Saturday listening to that is now thinking, Penny, was that windy? <laughs> don't, don't remember it The wind clearly picked up after the game. Um, it was impressive as well. You could very much hear that the Spanish fans were still there. Um, and I, I think the fact that there was a lap of honour after the game meant that it wasn't really obvious when you were meant to leave. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Spanish fans are actually still somewhere at, in, in Adams Park, just sort of like, you know, singing and dancing and waving their, their scarf. Because they did the, like, the scarf thing oh, yes. that they do. Very sort European. Of like, yeah, yeah, very, very European. Uh, don't forget you can uh, catch up with uh, more of Saturday's content uh, on the website, uh, Listen Again feature, wickhamsounds.org.uk and also on uh, Wanderers TV you can hear those uh, extended interviews uh, with Gareth and also Sam Folks as well. But next. Yes, uh, David Stockdale wasn't the only person to get an award um, uh, and actually the uh, Wickham Wanderers Supporters Association and the Wickham Wanderers Independent Supporters Club uh, were both invited along to the training ground this morning to present their Player of the Year and Young Player of the Year awards um, and they unanimously decided um, that um, uh, Chris Farino was Young Player of the Year very very well deserved well done Chris uh, and Josh Scohan unsurprisingly uh, was Player of the Year very 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 well deserved uh, and also the number of times this season that you've thought wow Josh Gunn's played amazingly. And then they do the bit where they then say, oh, and the, the sponsor's player of the, mm. the, the match is, and it's always the person who scored the goal. You know, that happened on Saturday. I think that happened probably the, 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 the week before. And you think, no, it should have been Josh Gunn a lot of times because he's wonderful. So really good that he got the award. Um, the, uh, the player's player of the year award uh, will be presented tomorrow before the coach departs uh, to Burton because the team are going up the night before. Apparently. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Really nice to think as well. Chris Farino signed, you know, like a year Amazing. ago, and he was playing for Loughborough University. You know, yeah, you know, his whole story about coming along, and he was uh, basically came along to make up the numbers at a trial match. So he wasn't even really one of the trialists who was coming along to be watched. Um, and Gareth liked the look of him, and and now he's he's young player of the the season. Fantastic, so, such you know, and also such an inspiring story as well for for up and coming footballers. And fitted in so well at the back too. Really, really has. Yeah, you know, the, the, again, the fact that we've lost Anthony Stewart or Anthony Stewart's been out for you know for for quite a few games, and actually when you've got Chris Farino, it hasn't necessarily mattered. When you say you'd lost him, I thought... It, <laughs> Where's he gone? <laughs> he was? Where? Yes. Where was one it? of your service station stories again. Uh, indeed, yes. From last no, series. No, no, not, that? not quite. <laughs> uh, and again, going back to Saturday, I, I think probably um, I wasn't the only one who, when when you then heard that actually, oh, we haven't got Anis Mametti uh, and we haven't got Brandon Hanlon, and you were thinking, oh, goodness me, you know, where where is the where's the pace going to come from? Um, so the fact that actually we managed to win 1-0 was, was pretty impressive. We should reflect a bit on the midweek fixtures as we well. We should indeed, which was yes. So key as well. Yes, indeed. I'm sure I wasn't the only one uh, who was mad enough to buy an iFollow pass, remember them, um, to the game between Fleetwood Town and Sheffield Wednesday, really, really hoping that the Cod Army would do us a favour. Um, and, and, well, Sheffield Wednesday scored after about three minutes, so straight away I was thinking, oh, well, that's, that's £10 down the drain. Uh, then, then Fleetwood came back and were leading 2-1 for quite a long time um, before spectacularly blowing it as Sheffield Wednesday equalised and then scored their third within about 20 seconds of each other. Um, and so, yes, so unfortunately, uh, Sheffield Wednesday won that game. Um, more interestingly, I think, and I, I know there's probably divided opinions about this result, but I actually think that Sunderland and Rotherham drawing was quite a good thing. I know that it gives Sunderland an extra point in the, the, the playoff battle, but the fact that it actually means that the promotion race between Wigan and Rotherham and MK Dons continues, I think for us is very, very good, because I think we definitely want or wanted the MK Dons to go to uh, Plymouth 
and have to at least get a result. Because had Rotherham won that game, then unless there had been a crazy score on Saturday, Rotherham would have been up and MK Dons definitely would have been in the playoffs. And then you think probably they maybe would have rested a few players against Plymouth um, and actually wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have been trying as hard. Whereas now they've got to go to home park and they've got to get a result. And of the three games that we need to go our way, um, I think that is probably the most likely. Um, so the, the, the teams, of course, that we are looking out for now um, are Sunderland, who are away at Morecambe, Morecambe still aren't safe from relegation, so you can see that they, they, they would try, but even so, I can't really see anything other than a Sunderland win uh, for that one. Sheffield Wednesday, home to Portsmouth. You never really know what you're going to get with Portsmouth, do you? And so, again, maybe, the, the, that might be the result that's going to go our way, but the one that I think hopefully will go our way uh, is definitely um, uh, Plymouth against MK Dons. Let's hope for once that that franchise lot up the north of the county can actually do us a favour. Still to come, we're in our build-up to the Battle of Burton. Do people are calling it out? Uh, it sounds like we studied at school, doesn't it? Do you remember the Battle of Burton, 2022? It, it sounds like the name of the film that will come out in several <laughs> years. Uh, we'll get the thoughts of manager Gareth Ainsworth uh, in the final part of the show here at Wickham Sound. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Still to come on uh, the Wickham Wanderers show, uh, we'll be hearing uh, from uh, Paul Foley uh, from uh, the Wickham Wanderers Sports and Education Trust, who is taking a, a rather interesting uh, route to Burton. And we'll also be hearing, of course, uh, from manager Gareth Ainsworth ahead of Saturday's crucial game. Uh, but first, we're speaking to a member of the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association and former editor of uh, sports editor of the Bucks Free Press, Michael Knox, uh, joins us, who's at the paper uh, covering uh, Wickham uh, in the uh, late 70s through to the early 80s. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Hello, Colin. Yeah. It's uh, so a real pleasure to speak to you, and I guess a real kind of interesting time to see you know, how far the club has come in that... Uh, you know, next season potentially we could be playing Everton or indeed someone like Sutton. Yes, well, that takes me back to the days when they used to go to places like Carshalton and Staines and Hayes and Billericay. So that's a, they've come a long way since then. And uh, that was in the days when Mike Keane was manager, uh, former Luton and Queen's Park Rangers uh, legend, who had a sports shop in the town. So I remember him, and uh, he actually led. Wickham to the Championship in 83, which was the highlight of my sort of spell covering um, Wickham for the Bucks Free Press. Well, we've spoken to players from that era, and it's incredible to think that, you know, obviously they were still part-time in those days. They were indeed, yes. Uh, but there, there were certain uh, problems, because I, I, I got on very well with Mike Keane, who was a delightful bloke, but they lost 4-1 at Staines Town, and I gave them a real blast in the paper about what a dreadful performance it was. <laughs> And uh, he wouldn't speak to me for a week, but <laughs> we got our relations terms back uh, later on. Oh, it's a fantastic story. Do you have any memories of sort of this time of the season as well? Because, you know, you get to the last games and many teams perhaps, you know, don't have anything to play for or are battling relegation, but to be in, in this kind of situation... Well, most of the times I was covering it, they weren't, didn't have much uh, going for them, but they did win the title in 83, and I think they won it with a couple of games to spare. Um, but it was always very, very tense. But uh, it'll be nothing like it will be this, this Saturday, because... Uh, they're so dependent on other results elsewhere, aren't they? No, definitely. Uh, as we well, as we'll hear with speaking to Gareth shortly as well, that you know they just need to sort of concentrate on their game, I guess, and, and hope that everything goes their way. But they're in a fantastic, rich vein of form. Um, you know, eleven games unbeaten, and is that something that, that you've witnessed as well? Some fantastic runs. That's amazing. For the teams? Well, this reminds you of the spell in the 1970s when uh, they dominated the Isthmian League, 
uh, under under Brian Lee when he was manager. I, I didn't cover the the, the uh, team then, but I was on the Bucks Free Press at the time. And I remember when certain nights when they had big FA Cup games like Middlesbrough, uh, when Graham Souness was playing and things like that in 1975, uh, which was very memorable. So I, they were almost as famous for their cup runs in those days as they were for league. I was going to say, there must be some really memorable uh, cup ties that you recall as well. That's right, yes. Well, the, the Middlesbrough one was interesting because uh, Middlesbrough were joint top of the table at the time. And Graham soon, uh, you could, because they played at Lokes Park, obviously, the sloping pitch. And um, you could see the anxiety when Soonis ran onto the field, as they do, carrying a ball. He rolled the ball and it went all the way to the far touchline <laughs> down the slope. And uh, from then on, uh, Wickham got a great goalless draw out of it and lost 1-0 in the, in the replay at Ayrson Park when Jack Charlton was manager of Middlesbrough. So those are memorable times. I think it really brings it into perspective, doesn't it, when you consider, as we said sort of in the introduction, as, as to how far the teams come when they, when they play teams like, you know, some of the places that you mentioned, Billy Ricky, and, you know, I was thinking of sort of Fisher Athletic and people like that, and yeah. the, the size they're facing these days. Well, it's amazing. And, uh, well, they, they played a lot of them, of course, last year when they went promoted, didn't they? And, and then unlucky to get relegated. But um, it's, I see Derby are coming down now. It would be quite interesting with the relationship between the two clubs if Wickham went up and Derby went down, wouldn't it? <laughs> Definitely. I think quite interesting. Could be there, I think there was, is there still some legal action or something that was going to take place? Yes, I believe so. There's, there's still, yes, could potentially still be. Uh, so it could be that Derby suffer in the end and Wickham get up, but uh, they'll do well to get them through the playoffs, I think, because there's some pretty good teams there, aren't there? No, definitely. Are there any particular kind of uh, games that especially stand out that you covered? Uh, well, I, I've, I've mentioned that one. Um, I, uh, yes, there's one game. Uh, they played the league game towards the end of the season. They played Oxford City, uh, who were managed by Bobby Moore. Oh, of course. In, this is, you know, an absolute, you know, World Cup winner. Uh, and uh, Wickham Wanderers actually won 5-3. And uh, I think I, I spoke to Brian Moore, Bobby Moore after the game, and he said, uh, I said, it was a, a manager's nightmare, and he agreed, because <laughs> their defences were all over the place. But that was a very memorable game. Um, I remember that was in the league towards the end of the season, but they didn't actually win the league that year. But um, that's a game I remember. And of course, you know, nowadays it's very easy to, for fans to get information almost instantly about, you know, sort of team news or anything. But I guess, you know, I, I hesitate to use the expression in those days. Uh, but in, no, absolutely. <laughs> 40 but, years ago. <laughs> but in those days, you know, you literally had to wait till the paper came out, for example, just to find out, you know, what happened the previous Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Even. I mean, everybody re read the Bucks Free Press then, which was very good. And we had a midweek edition. And, uh, you know, the, the, the circulation of the paper then was about thirty or 40,000. And... One was reports were very well read, and um, obviously there were, the, 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 but the full reports were, were that's that's the first place to go. And of course, the press has changed a lot since then, hasn't it? And uh, to be, and there wasn't uh, the uh, expertise of local radio as there is now either. Thank you very much. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's fascinating, I'm sure, to, to sort of reflect on, um, you know, even things like the training facilities and the preparation for, for games uh, then. Yes, well, they're all amateurs, of course. Wickham ones amateurs, they all had jobs. Um, 90% of the players there had regular jobs. Um, you know, I, I, t Tony Horseman, who's one of the legends of the time, who I, uh, who I met the other day uh, on, on a walk near Downley, uh, he was the record goal scorer for Wickham. He worked in the furniture trade, and that's, you know, he had a nickname Bodger, which is a furniture job. 
and they were all so they were all part time, and they had count, they were accountants and uh, you know factory men and things like that, and so it was it was a completely different era, and and most of the players were local too, which gave uh, gave you a, a feeling when you went there you were supporting your local club, you know. No, definitely, and also kind of added on to that, I guess, you know, obviously, as you say, many of the players had, had jobs in the travel, especially for midweek games, on training as well. Exactly. They used to have to go, let's, I said Billericke, used to have to go to Billericke all the way across Essex, you know, for, for a 7.30 start, having, 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 days, having done a day's work. And uh, I remember one night when I went off to Billericke, my car broke down on the way there, and I, I got there about half-time, but because <laughs> uh, I went, you know, you know I, I went on the North Circular and South Circular, most of the road in London were roads. No, no, not many motorways. <laughs> no M25 in those days. So it was really, you know, it was great fun. I loved. It. I felt part of the team too, covering them, because they always got a good welcome. Breaking down on the way to Billericay sounds like some sort of sitcom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was nice, I'm sure, for yourself to have that kind of relationship and rapport, uh, you say, with Mike Keane, and I'm sure many of the players as well. Exactly. I got to, I got to know them. One of my chaps I see a lot is the ca- there was a captain called Paul, Paul Birdseye. Great name for a captain, wasn't it? Uh, captain Birdseye, who was uh, a defender there, and he I, I, got, I still see him on golf days. And, and there's another defender called Anton Vixhouse, who, who works in, in Oxford, still working. Um, he was a captain of Wickham. In those days, and they all, you know, and they, I got to know them quite well through and see them at golf days and and regular things as well. So I kept kept up kept in touch, which is nice. And we mentioned that you're a regular, obviously, supporter of the Ex Players Association as well. Um, fantastic work there, Alan Hutchinson and JDT too. They do, John, absolutely. And I, I attend the quizzes uh, and I go for the golf day at Winter Hill. So uh, I hope a lot of people will enter that. You know, they're always great fun and they raise money for good funds, but what we have missed, we've obviously had some deaths of several, several players recently, and two of the ones that I was quite close to, uh, uh, called Mickey Hollyfield and Howard Kennedy, who were both midfielders, um, both have died in the last few years, and, um, you know, that was very sadly missed. And it's, I think it's something that we'd like to ask a lot of uh, ex-players and people yes. connected with the club, but what would you say is, is so special about the club? I don't it's kept its amateur feel, I feel. Uh, it still feels, when I go along, that it's kept its, you know, it feels like, and it doesn't feel like a big organisation, a soulless organisation. It feels like a nice, homely, friendly club. And I still feel, you know, meeting some of the people there from, who still remember me from 30 or 40 years ago, um, I think that's the nicest. It's a friendliness. It's not got too big for itself. It's kept its head, you know, kept its head probably not not got you know too too pompous or anything like or, or that there so i think that's the, the friendly nature of the club and it's still got a feel of, a, of of an amateur club i think anyway no definitely i'm sure that's something that people you know go to games regularly can can relate to as well and just finally what would be yeah. your message to supporters who you know perhaps need to sort of have a bit of perspective sometimes when you know they're assessing how the club are doing and perhaps they're calling for the manager because they've had a couple of defeats well, i think or... the absolutely stupid to get rid of gary after the the work he's he's done just remember where you came from i would say you know the, a few years ago when gary took over we were nearly out of the league and now we're it, just be happy to be in division one at that level and anything else is a bonus i would think and especially you know spending a season in the championship and it, it's it's quite likely they've done it and it's hard work and uh, I, it's amazing how they've done and i, I just hope the, the owners continue to support because it always seems to be they've been very well supported in the last few years and uh, let's hope you know, that continues. 
And seeing where the club has come from, we must be very excited for the future I, as well. I, absolutely. Well, I don't know. The, 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 this, I'm excited with the present. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. So that's, that's the main thing, I think. No, it's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you very much, Neil, for your time. OK. Cheerio. Uh, great to chat to you. Uh, Michael Knox, uh, former ed- uh, sports editor at the Buxbury Press, uh, speaking to us here at Wickham Sound. Really interesting chatting to uh, Michael uh, on next week's show. I can tell you we'll be chatting to Nathan Tyson. Ooh! Is <laughs> the correct response. <laughs> we didn't rehearse that or anything. Uh, really looking forward to catching with him. He was... <laughs> no, really. Uh, he, he was at uh, the Plymouth game, of course, on Good Friday. He was, yes. Yeah. A uh, quick mention as well for... Um, if you want to catch up uh, on the Alyssa again feature on the website with uh, Rob Show live from Adams Park on Saturday, uh, TJ Debar and Adam Leathers, uh, well worth a listen. Leathers, Leathers. That's a chant that hasn't caught on yet. <laughs> but it might do one day, you never know. It needs a bit more, I think. I think it does, yes. Certainly more than just one person. Um, I, I, uh, sorry to now now crash the mood slightly. Oh, I okay. have some slightly concerning news. Uh, um, one, one bit which happened uh, about two hours ago uh, was that uh, Blackburn have announced that... Well, in fact, they, had, they haven't announced. So Tony Mowbray has revealed uh, that he's had no discussion whatsoever about a new contract at Blackburn Rovers. Oh. And Blackburn Rovers, of course, being the club that Gareth supported uh, as a boy. Yes. Um, and one of those clubs that you always think, maybe one day... <laughs> He might go there. Uh, you know, his, his family still live up north. Um, so, yes. And then, since we've been on air, QPR have gone and revealed that Mark Warburton is to leave in the summer. And you think, oh, for goodness sake, do, 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 do both of those things have to happen on the same day. Queen's Park Rangers, of course, being the club um, that Gareth is probably best known for playing at. Yes. Um, and, you know, and again, you think, well, could maybe see him managing one day along the A40. Hopefully not, but maybe one day. Well, if I may counter that with, with, with some positivity, hopefully, um, I did hear some of his um, pre-match oh, um, quotes uh, last week, okay. uh, saying that uh, he uh, his, his aim is to, or he, he's, he's sort of pledged to bring Championship football uh, to Wickham uh, Wanderers. Uh, if it's not this season, then in the coming season. And he has said that to me as well, actually. Um, but you can't help but be slightly nervous when these positions open up. Of and whatever. course, you do think you know. It, it, it's sort of like you know any other managerial position. I can't see that happening these days. No. Uh, and when sort of random clubs you know are linked with Gareth, and you think, well, probably not. But two of the clubs that I always am slightly nervous about when he's linked with them uh, are Blackburn and QPR, and, and to have them both potentially with vacancies on the same day, uh, it just feels a little bit unsettling. Uh, have a moment's pause there. <laughs> <laughs> dear. Um, still to come on the Wickham Wanderer show, we'll hear from uh, Gareth Ainsworth, uh, as mentioned. Uh, but still first, Wickham Wanderer's manager. Absolutely, yes. yes. Hopefully in the repeat of this as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> future editions of this, this programme, that remains the case too. People will be listening to the podcast saying, oh dear, if only they knew. Hopefully not. No, no, no. They won't be saying that. In about you. ten years. Yes. Perhaps. Ten years, crikey. Um, <laughs> Perhaps not that long. I don't know. On the the way back, uh, what what is it called? Way back when machine. Yes, that's right. Who knows what will be happening then. Um, But first, uh, Paul Foley, who's head of the Wickham Wanderers uh, Support... um, uh, What are they called? Wickham Wanderers Sports and Education Trust. I do apologise. Who are big fans of this show, probably not now, um, will be uh, getting on his bike um, very soon to head to uh, Burton for a very good cause. Uh, Phil's been chatting to him to find out more. Paul, the biggest game of Wickham season away at Burton, the final game of the regular season, early kickoff as well, and you thought you'd make it a little bit more difficult. How are you getting there? Uh, so myself and three others are cycling there. How far is that from Adams Park? 
Well, if you're driving, going up the M40, it's probably, I'd say, I don't know, I guess maybe 80 or 90 miles. If you're cycling, it's quite a bit further because we've got to take the country roads, avoid all the traffic. So we're looking at about 130 miles. Well, first and obvious question, why on earth are you doing this? Yeah, it's a question I'm asking myself quite a bit, considering the ride is... is getting ever closer we are doing it though because it's a it's a fundraiser for Wickham Wanderers Sports and Education Trust which I head up we're the charitable arm of the football club so we exist in order to use the club brand the badge the appeal of of the football club to do good within the local community being a charity and particularly in today's day and age money is always tight and so this is a way that we're trying to raise a little bit of extra funds for the coffers in order to redirect it back into the local community into into doing good and helping people reach the full potential where can people find out more about the sports education trust because you do so many things in the community like you said where can people find out more so there is a link to to the charity on the football club's website but if you did want to find us directly you just type in wwset into Google, as in Wickham Wanderers Sports and Education Trust, and it'll come straight up. And where can people sponsor you? Yeah, more importantly. So we have a Just Giving page. So if you go on Just Giving, you can just, again, type in Wickham Wanderers or Wickham Wanderers Sports and Education Trust. Everything will pop up on there. You're not doing this on your own, though, are you? I'm not doing it on my own, no. I'm, I'm silly, but I'm not that silly. I've got uh, three other Wickham fans who are doing it with me. So Steve Baskerville, George Taylor and Keith Archer. So we're, we're doing it together. We're setting off tomorrow morning, 6.30am, hoping to get up to Burton in about 14 hours, something like that, depending on how things go. Wow. I mean, we've got you perched on an exercise bike here, but are you, yeah. are you, are you a keen cyclist, Paul? No, I'm, I'm not, but I, I do like a challenge and I do like raising money for for good causes and and to help people as much as i possibly can i think there's a a moral obligation of everyone to help others who are less fortunate than than themselves and that's my personal feeling regardless of the fact that i do it for a job so please do sponsor absolutely and it's it's not going to be easy because we live in the chiltern hills so there's definitely some hills is leaving adams park is it a fairly torturous route we have planned the route meticulously we've also driven and cycled most of it don't quote me on this but i think there's something like 1500 meter vertical climb across the route but around 70 or 80 percent of that is within the first five to ten miles so it's going to be a tough start but fingers crossed after we get up the bledlow ridge hill things will, will become a little bit easier downhill all the I'm way hoping, from there well i wouldn't quite say downhill <laughs> but um not not so many climbs so uh yeah it's going to be tough on the legs it's going to be tough on the the bottom but it, it is all in a good cause and i'm sure there'll be a few laughs along the way and we'll we'll look forward to getting up to burton having a good night's rest possibly a, a drink or two if we can stay awake getting up bright and early on Saturday morning and getting down to the Pirelli Stadium to, to cheer the boys and, and Gareth and the team on. We're speaking the Thursday before the game, before the cycle ride, so you're doing this on the Friday, so you've got the whole day to get up there and then you can relax. We've got the whole day and, and into the evening to get up there. We are finishing at Pirelli Stadium tomorrow, so 
yeah, we'll, we'll get out there hopefully safely, number one priority. It's not a race, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and as long as we all get there safe and sound and, and in one piece, happy days, and then uh, hopefully topped off by, by Gareth and the team doing the job on Saturday. Now there's seating and standing at the Pirelli, I'm guessing you're going to be seating, <laughs> I don't know what's going to be best for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit catch-22 really, because... Uh, the legs are going to be tired, so we want to be sitting down, but then I'm thinking the, uh, the bum might be a bit sore as well after spending 13, 14, 15 hours in the saddle. So we've, we've gone for seats, but I might spend much of the time standing, and hopefully that'll be cheering, and if the game's going well, yeah. Ideally, if, if I've got the energy just to get up out my chair, but listen, this, this, this ride is, is about members of the local community who, who need help, so I'll put up with the pain. I'm sure that the other lads will as well, but it would be lovely to finish off the weekend with a good, good result for the club, so uh, yeah, I'll cheer on as much as, as, much as I can. Uh, Paul Foley from the Wickham Wanderers Sport and Education Trust. See, I do know it. Uh, chatting to uh, <laughs> Phil uh, from uh, Wanderers TV, of course. Very, very impressed. Uh, and if you are interested in donating money to the Wickham Wanderers Sports and Education Trust, uh, you can go on their Just Giving page, which is justgiving.com forward slash WWSET. What does that stand for, Colin? Wickham Wanderers Sport and Education Trust. Who I know are big fans of the show. Thank you very much for your um, support. In other fundraising news, oh, yes. um, the uh, shirts that uh, Wickham wore um, uh, in the 2 0 win against Plymouth, uh, yellow which and blue. of course were the, the yellow and blue shirts um, for the Ukraine fundraiser, uh, they are currently now um, both being auctioned. Some of them are being auctioned, some of them are being raffled. Uh, you can find more information about that on the Wickham website, wwfc.com. Um, just having a little look at the auctions uh, uh, at the moment. Uh, so far they've raised over £8,000 which is very impressive if you were looking um, to buy someone's shirt or or bid on someone's shirt uh, at the moment your best bet is Ollie Pendlebury Uh, his match shirt (laughs) £255 um, as opposed to Sam Vokes £500 Uh, Jason McCarthy 390 JJ 685 if you've just tuned in this is not an auction (laughs) JJ, impressively, actually, currently uh, ahead of Adebayo Ekinfema, 605. Uh, Gareth McCleary, 780, of course, scored both goals. Perhaps his dislike of the franchise that's... Uh, uh, maybe that, maybe that's, that's why, yes. Good callback to earlier in the show there. If you yes. just tuned in, that very, might very make no sense well to you. Um, I, I'm hesitant in asking you this, but uh, have you got like, a gut feeling about Saturday? Oh, That'll um, do, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Last Saturday was the first time for a while that I've been at a football match and felt really nervous. Really? Um, and I do feel really nervous about Saturday now. I can't help thinking back to last the, the last match of last season. Now, obviously, the last match of last season, it was amazing that mathematically we still hadn't been relegated. Mm. And clearly nobody went. And I was very lucky in that I got to go to the yes, Riverside yes. Um, as you know, a member of the press. Um, but clearly nobody watching that game that day was expecting us to do anything amazing but the fact that now you sort of look back on that and you think actually you know if 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 we had been allowed that that free kick goal against Derby County you know if if just one goal had gone in against Derby it would have made the difference and we would have stayed up I can't help being slightly concerned that actually we might be in the same situation again this season where you know if we miss out say just like on one goal 
that would be so so sickening because then you go back to thinking of all of those times this season where we've nearly scored or the injustices this this season where you think of Anthony Stewart getting sent off at Stadium MK early on uh, when we were doing really well as well and so I'm really really hoping that that it you know it will be really sickening if it's that close i know that whatever happens we have to celebrate we have to celebrate the success of this season look how well we've done for so so long we were very much saying you know oh goodness me league one and wickham wanderers you know we're always going to have the lowest budget we're always going to struggle and this season we've completely turned that on its head as we have over obviously the last couple of seasons and so let's celebrate where we are now um but yeah i really hope that 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 actually that we're not spending the whole summer sort of looking back saying if only now that you've brought that up it's really strange symmetry isn't it when you imagine (laughs) you know just missing out on staying up by a point and look how close it is now yeah yeah uh, indeed but as i say uh, i i'm really pleased um that rotherham scored an own goal after 87 minutes in their game on tuesday night because it means that mk dons can go to plymouth argyle and still get automatic promotion and i think that might make all the difference Lots to look forward to. And let's get the thoughts of manager Gareth Ainsworth, who I spoke to earlier today, as I say, in the build-up to uh, what is obviously a huge game, Saturday lunchtime. Obviously, we know what we have to do now, and that's uh, that's been something we've wanted to know, you know, and, uh, and obviously it's uh, it, we're going up to Burton to win the game. <laughs> um, we, uh, we know there's elsewhere we need favours. That's happened before. We've got absolutely nothing to lose at all. We can wonder, as you know, we're in we're in seventh place at the moment, which doesn't get you anything. So we do our job. There's there's a lot of people are trying to hang on to things, and I uh, I'm not sure that they can all get the results they need. You know, so we do our job. I'm pretty sure we'll be in these playoffs. But um, like I say, favours needed from elsewhere. I'll just be getting the lads fired up and ready to to go up to Burton to try and win the game. Does it feel like there's a lot of pressure on, on both yourself and the team to to achieve something? Or, or as you say, does, does it just feel like that you're in a great position and it's fantastic that there's so much to play for on, on nah. the final game of the regular season? 80 points was is a, is a total that none of us would have thought wouldn't make the playoffs. You know, we, we've, we've done more than enough this season. But um, obviously... With the uh, the company we've got at the top of the league, it's uh, it's phenomenal what 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 it's looking like that it might need, you know. So whatever happens, we've had a, a very very successful season. I'm really really proud and uh, highest points total ever in in this league for for this football club, which is which is brilliant. And and as I say, you know, there's no pressure. Go and win another game, boys. Going with a form team in the table at the moment, you know, there's nobody else with better form than us. So go into this game confident. Go into this game and go and win it and uh, and after 46 games I've always said judges judges where we are if six teams better us on 83 points then wow what a season they've had you know so we've got to hold our hats and and, and you know say well done but um, you know I'll, I'll take 83 points all day every day in any season and uh, and I'm hoping that will be enough this year does it feel like there's a real uh, feeling of momentum and confidence among the group of, of the unbeaten run and the fantastic game on Saturday and their brilliant support? Yeah, definitely. You know, the boys are really up for this one. They're, they're, we've had some real injuries running up to this, losing Brandon and losing Anis and Curtis Thompson a bit back, you know, and Jack Young, you know, in, in training. So we, we have had some some barriers to get over and, uh, and team selection issues, but... I'll have to say that the boys have adapted so well. You know, they've taken on everything they've asked. They've, uh, they've really, really come good at the crucial time of the season. And we're, we're in line for one of our best, you know, finishes ever to a season, which, uh, which is at the right time for this, you know, this, um, this stage, you know, and, and what's happening in League One. So oh, I'm really proud of the boys and, and they've got great momentum. They've got great belief. And, uh, 
And that in itself is success, never mind the points total. Just having a, a group of boys, you know that when they go out on that pitch, they've got a real chance of winning games and uh, and it's brilliant to have. So, you know, Lewis Wing's back. Um, yeah, Brandon and, and Anis are very, very close again, so could play a part. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what we can do against Burton. What are you expecting from the opposition? Um, solid, you know. Uh, they don't concede a lot at home. Uh, they're very good at set-pieces. Um you know, uh, we, we've studied them. We, we know what we're going to have to do. Um, but Burton, obviously, will want to beat us as well. You know, Jimmy Floyd Asselbank's a very proud man and proud managers' teams work very hard. And uh, and up at Burton, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough test for us without a shadow of a doubt. Sometimes, you know, the teams with nothing to play for, safety, which he's done brilliantly with Burton, you know, he's, he's achieved uh, League One status again with a, with a club that probably bats lower than a lot of clubs budget-wise. So... They've had a good season. We've got some good players. You know, if, if he wants to change a few and have a look at some of the youngsters, I'm I'm, I'm a big against that. <laughs> but uh, I think that knowing Jimmy, he'll want to he'll want to win the game and he'll want to come up strong and and give the League One respect, which I uh, I'm assuming that every every team will do at the end of the season. It's a great league to be played in this season, and uh, I'm, I'm just hoping we can get one more win on, on Saturday. And do you think Burton know what to expect from your team? I thought it was really interesting after the Plymouth game that, that you surprised them uh, with the style of play and that you said, you know, you might be playing them again in, in the playoffs and you might well surprise them again. Yeah, I think we're unpredictable now. I think we, uh, we've we got this uh, this style change that we can adapt. You know, we've still got a big man, we still go into him, which is great, but we've got other options if the big man uh, seems to be marked or, or seems to be uh, not working, you know, so it's fantastic, you know, to develop this way and, and to be training now on a fantastic training pitch as well out there, you know, that, um, that we've been supplied that we, we can work on these moves, work on these these little phases of play, you know, that, that, that we're seeing in games, you know, that, that, that there's no fluke and that goal on Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday, you know, it's something we work on. So, no, really, really pleased and looking forward to seeing what we can do against Burton. And fantastic, I'm sure, to know that, that the fans are right behind you, you know, selling out the allocation uh, for the game and obviously so many uh, following back home as well. Yeah, I think we could have doubled the allocation, honestly. I think it's an- another momentous moment for this club's history, you know, travelling like we do all over the country in League One and everybody, the amount of calls I've had and requests I've had to get tickets, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, and I, and I can't, you know, they've all sold out. They're, these are the fans that have been here week in, week out. Um, it's just brilliant to see this, the same faces and some new faces packing the away ends out now because people do it to us when they come to Adams Park. We're now doing it to other teams and, you know, the Wimbledons and, and you know, even the Shrewsbury's and things like that earlier in the season and the Cheltenham's, I can remember, you know, that we're brilliant support away from home and uh, we're going to need it Saturday again. Um, the anticipation's going to be there. We'll obviously have a look on what's going on elsewhere, but first and foremost, I need to win this game. And what will be your message to the to the players as they go out on Saturday? Be proud and, and be who you are, you know, because at Wickham we pride ourselves on letting people be who they are and, and do what they do. And uh, I think that um, once they cross that white line, they'll know what it's all about. They'll feel it. What a great game to be involved in. You know, what an exciting game to be involved in. And I want them to embrace that, that moment and uh, embrace those emotions because whatever happens, don't let this pass you by. You know, embrace it. It's why we're footballers. It's why we're football fans, and uh, and it's certainly why I'm a football manager. I, I love this these moments and, and this time, and uh, feeling absolutely no pressure, feeling plenty of excitement, energised, and uh, can't wait to get into the boys this morning. And what would you say to the fans going into such a, a crucial game? Same, same. Honestly, sing your hearts out like there's nothing to lose because there actually isn't. You know, everything's to gain. 
and make this a, a proud, for all the away fans who've travelled with us all over the country, make it your proud moment. Give everything you've got because at the end of the day, if you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, I, I didn't really give everything, then you might not deserve everything and, and you've got to be part of it. My players will be running until they can't run anymore. I'll be jumping around like a lunatic as always. Get the fans, give everything you've got almost as a... Not a thank you, because we, we want to say thank you the players. We don't need you to say thank you to the players. You've been there for us. So what it is almost is a mutual respect thing that we're all giving everything for one last push for this fantastic football club. And uh, and that would be my message to the fans. Just give and give, and the players will be giving and giving. And that's a great recipe for, for success. And hopefully you'll have some voice left for Frogfest on Sunday. Um, yeah, maybe. I've got a little bit of a... A chesty cough at the moment. Uh, don't worry, I'm totally fully up to uh, COVID tests, and uh, and it's definitely not that. But uh, yeah, I think the uh, probably the, the the weeks of shouting have just suddenly caught up with me right at the end. And uh, Frog Fest might have to be a, a, a few quieter songs if I get on stage. But uh, it's uh, it's going to be a great celebration no matter what. Sounds fantastic. Uh, Gareth was uh, due to be singing at a party, he said, if you recall, uh, after the Saturday game. And uh, after this game, uh, this week, he's due to be uh, on the stage at Frogfest. Frogfest could be very well named if he's all croaky. <laughs> Sorry. Very good. Yes, oh, I like that. Uh, so, shall I give you the permutations Go on, on the, the table one more time then? Yes. Um, so, uh, the, the games that, that we have to look out for then um, are in fourth place, Sheffield Wednesday currently. Um, with 82 points and a goal difference of 25. This does feel a bit Eurovision. It does. Sunderland currently fifth, 81 points, goal difference of 25. Is a late result. Plymouth Argyle, 80 points, also a goal difference of 25. <laughs> and Wickham Wanderers currently just one place outside the playoffs uh, with 80 points and a goal difference of 23. 80 points is fantastic, isn't it? 80 points is absolutely amazing. Um, and clearly, you know, one of us is going to miss out and we will then say, you know, how, how few seasons there have been where a team has missed out um, on the playoffs with with 80 points because it doesn't happen very often. Um, so the fixtures on Saturday, and a big reminder to everyone going to Burton, they all kick off at half past 12, OK? 12.30, so set your alarm early. If you turn up at Burton at 3 o'clock, you will have missed it. You will have see, you'll, you'll see people coming away, either looking happy or looking sad. But either way, Make sure that you are there for the 12.30 kickoff. Um, so obviously, we are away to Burton Albion. The other games that you want, really want to be looking out for, um, Morecambe uh, at home to Sunderland, Plymouth at home to MK Dons, uh, and Sheffield Wednesday at home to Portsmouth. I don't know if I feel more nervous now or more confident. More nervous, <laughs> I think, definitely. It's real edge-of-the-seat stuff, isn't it? It really is. I mean, it's exciting and it's wonderful and it's great that we are still in with, you know, in with a shout. That's where you want to be at this stage of the season. I was going to say, because so many teams, you know, have nothing to play for. Yeah, or, indeed, yes. Uh, scrapping to avoid the drop or, or something like that. But, definitely. But it's fantastic to be in this position. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you'd much rather be in this, this position than, you know, than some of the teams, uh, such as the, the Morecams and the Fleetwoods. We, we'd rather be where we are at the moment. Join us next week to find out how it went and or how it's going. Possibly our final show of the season, well, but hopefully not. It definitely won't be our final show. Will it not? No. I can tell you that. <laughs>